It's the rendezvous with Simon Marcel. Bonjour et bonsoir. Welcome to the rendezvous. I'm Simon Marcel and the accent is French. C'est français. Uh, we're going to talk love and relationships. I'm going to go to you call. But before that, I want to go to tell you the result of this poll I put on my Instagram account at Rendezvous Radio. It was, and Twitter actually. And it was the question Do you and your partner have the same lifestyle? 64% of you said yes and 36% of you said no. And I'm, I'm intrigued because really, if you don't have the same lifestyle, wow, how do you make it work? But 36% of you said not the same lifestyle, still in a relationship. So maybe there is an in-between or right medium between the two. Anyway, any questions about your relationship, call me 855-905-8255. 855-905-8255. You have a question about your relationship? Call me. Selma, bonjour. Bonjour, Simon. Bonjour, Selma. How can I help you tonight? Well, um, me and my boyfriend have been together for about three years. We live together. We have a great life. Mm-hmm. And recently, I found out um, I couldn't have any more gluten in my diet. So I've changed my diet, and I feel really good about it. And, um, but one issue I'm having is that um, he isn't so open to doing the same. And I don't know how I should, how I can convince him or if I should try to so that we can just kind of be at peace at home when it comes to the kitchen. You know what I mean? I, I understand. Sama, let me ask you this. Um, let's get out of the kitchen for a second. Everything else in the relationship, is everything else good besides the gluten uh, differences? Yes. Okay. So, um, I mean, how would that bother you? I mean, is it something that for you it's a huge deal breaker if he doesn't go gluten-free too? What's your take on this? Well, um, I get sick if I eat it. So if he eats it, he has to wash his hands. He has to use a different pan if he's cooking something with gluten and brush his teeth. So it's just easier if he gives it up too so that we can just enjoy our life and I don't have to think about it anymore. I understand. But I'm going to put myself in his shoes, okay, Salma? Let's say I'm your boyfriend for a sec. Mm-hmm. I don't eat gluten-free. I eat croissant. I eat everything. I'm French, so imagine. So... If I love you, okay, I'm going to make an effort so that you don't have to deal with my non-gluten-free food. But I would be upset if you told me no more croissant, no more pain au chocolat, no more. That would not go well. I think the less we dictate our lifestyle to each other, the better. So my advice to you, Selma, if you love this dude and if he makes you happy, is to leave it alone. And little by little by little over time, you can work him so he goes more towards gluten-free himself. But you can't change a guy like this in one day. You couldn't change me in one day either. So if he's a good guy, as you say he is, I would leave it alone. Just be careful for your own diet and then you don't get sick. But love is too rare and too important to define what's going to keep us or separate us on a gluten-free decision, I think. That makes sense. Yes, I mean, don't let gluten-free separates you. It's too hard to find a good guy. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) I hope they make gluten-free croissants someday. Uh, Me too, by the way. That would help me because I love the croissants. I could not live without them. (laughs) Thank you, Selma. Have a good night. Selma almost broke up for a dietary reason with her boyfriend. It's kind of funny, though. Let's talk a little more about silly reasons why we all break up relationships. That's next. What are the silliest reasons people broke up with you? I mean, I'm I'm laughing because can I tell you a little personal story? I had a girlfriend who broke up with me because she asked me in a very intimate 
situation to be a bad biker. And just, I laughed so hard and she took it very badly. But I didn't know, you know, what it meant to be a bad biker. I don't have any bikes. All I had is a leather jacket. And she broke up with me. She thought, you know, I was not up for the task. And, you know, I just, I still this day, I can't believe she broke up with me because I didn't want to act like this bad biker. I mean, I'm not a bad biker if you know me. So have you ever had a situation like this? You just go, are you serious? You're going to break up with me because I don't want to be a bad biker or some food dietary, you know, limitations. And so just like my last caller. Just... So anyway, uh, I'm going to ask my producer next, uh, Trisha, to find out on Google what are the silliest reason people break up. Stay with me. This one's going to be very funny. What are the silliest reasons people break up? I've asked Trisha, my producer, to look on Google. What did you find, Trisha? Okay, so what I found is this first one. This is my one of my favorites. It says, my girlfriend's father broke up with a woman for not putting croutons in his salad. Not putting croutons in the salad? Yes. Wow. Aye, aye, aye. What else you find? <laughs> All right. So the next one I found was um, she had abnormally long toes. This, And then it <laughs> says... This may be my biggest regret. She was nice, funny, obviously into me. I just couldn't stop noticing her toes and how finger-like they were. You know, although that, I mean, I know people and feet have sometimes said that, you know, bad feet or something, that's a reason to break up. But long toes, I've never heard that one. Apparently. And then this last one, she didn't like tacos. Oh, come on. I would break up with somebody over that. No, you I would not. I would, totally would. Oh, goodness. <laughs> anyway, thanks, Trisha. Any silly reason somebody used to break up with you, do me a favor, share it with me on my social media, therendezvousshow.com. You call that next. What's the number to dial in right now if you have a question about your relationship? 855-905-8255. Natalia, bonjour. Bonjour, Simon. How can I help you tonight? What's up? Uh, so I kind of have a dilemma. My partner and I, we live together. We both um, work from home and we spend a lot of time, obviously, in our home. But my partner's really messy and doesn't share really any of the cleaning duties. And now it's really getting on my nerves. What can we do? So you guys live together, but she doesn't clean anything? No. I see. And before I answer, why? What What did she say? I mean, everybody should do their fair share. So what's her explanation to that? Um, I think we were just raised really different, and they just don't really think about cleaning. Uh-huh. Um, now, let's be fair. Do you think she does other things you don't do? I don't like taking the trash out, because I'm trying to find an equilibrium uh, before you answer. Do you think she does things you don't do also? No, we pretty much share responsibility for everything else. But cleaning and, like, house chores, majority oh. fall on me. Okay. So, and then that's been from the beginning or that's just lately? No, kind of from the beginning. But, you know, when you first move in together, I think we were just, like, happy and in love. So th there was less tension around cleaning. Mm -hmm. And now, you know, life is normal and things are messy and it's annoying. No, I totally get it. I'm, I'm a neat person, so I, I pick up my own things. Uh, okay, so how about this? How about you have a conversation with her, uh, opening the door for her to do more, and say and use that sentence, which I think would make sense, which is when you don't pick up after you put your laundry back or in, on the floor or whatever, it's like passive-aggressive because you you meaning somewhere subconsciously to think that I'm going to do it for you. 
So let's be fair. Let's keep that equilibrium that is working well on the rest, paying the rent and all of this. But you've got to do your share. If you don't do it, it's against me. And so I'm not your maid. I'm your partner. I love you. You're not my maid either. Let's just make an effort and help me out. And if you have something else to tell me, maybe she's using that because she has something else she wants to address. Open the conversation so that she can express every frustration she has. You can express every frustration you have. And then you find solutions in equilibrium. Without equilibrium, Natalia, there are no good relationships. It's impossible, right? Right. So help her help you find the right equilibrium when it comes to cleaning the house. That makes a lot of sense. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for your call and have a good night and good luck to you. Thank you so much. I got to go to my email because I got somebody who has an update and a follow-up about saying I love you or not. That's next. You're listening to The Rendezvous. I'm Simon Marcel. If you can't dial in for any reason, just email me your question at therendezvousshow.com. Trish, what's this email about tonight? All right, so this email is anonymous but says, Bonjour, Simon. Bonjour. I've contacted you before about when I should tell my boyfriend, who is 14 years older than me, that I love him. I took your advice and I told him the same day that I love him. He didn't say it back. We've been together for seven months and I'm living with him. And he still hasn't said it. I haven't said it again since, but it weighs heavy on my heart. He says I make him happy and that he has never been so open with anyone like he has been with me. He said he's very comfortable around me and he really enjoys having me around and he doesn't want me to leave. Is -hmm. it a problem that he hasn't said it? Could it be an age difference? What should I do? Oh, that's a great question. And thanks for the update. What should you do if the person you with doesn't say I love you back? I'll answer that next. Stay with me. So if you're in a relationship with somebody, you move in together, and you say I love you first, and the person doesn't say I love you back, but you live together, things are fine, but you haven't heard yet I love you too, or I love you back, or so on. What should you do? Uh, I got this email at the rendezvousshow.com. Here's the thing. When you feel it, you should say it. But when you want to hear it, you can also say to your partner, hey, do you love me? And he's going to say yes or no. Because you don't want to have this unspoken. You don't want to guess or not guess. You want to be loved. And by the way, there are different languages of love. There's five of them. But to the simple question, do you love me? Your partner has to say yes or no, I love you. So my advice to you is to now say to him, hey, listen, we've been together and you haven't said I love you too yet. Why? Do you love me or not? Ask him the question. Don't stay in agony. Life is too short. Any questions? 855-905-8255. 855-905-8255. You have a question for me? Call me. Vera, bonjour. Bonjour, Simon. How are you? I'm good. Welcome to the rendezvous. What's up tonight? Okay, so I have a question because um, I'm dating this guy for about like three months. And mm-hmm. um, things are going well. I really like him. I think he's great. But this past weekend, we went out to a bar. And the gentleman to the right of me started talking to me, just striking mm-hmm. up a conversation. It was very innocent. Like, I don't, the guy wasn't interested in me at all. And uh, all of a sudden, I start getting these text messages because my date had left mm-hmm. and told me that I disrespected him. Uh, call me terrible names and hmm. just I mean I don't know if it's because he drank too much but 
regardless, he, he comes back and he's trying to apologize now and sending me flowers and trying to be really nice. And I just don't know if I should even bother giving him a second chance. Well, I understand. I understand you don't because what an immaturity he just showed, right? I mean, who wants yeah. to date somebody so immature that can handle and have to insult you after you had a conversation with a guy who's not even interested in you? Now, I, listen, Val, I'm usually all about the second chance, but unless your intuition tells you to stay with him, I would move on. I, I Listen, life is too short to be with jealous people. If you have to date and stay with somebody who reacts like this after three months to a guy who you just have a slight conversation in the bar and insults you and disrespects you, what is it going to be in six months and a year? You're going to get abused, girl. So... Yeah. My advice, stay away from that kind of, of guy. Okay, good. Yeah, I'm glad you said that. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I can't find any reason why you should stay with him. I really, I mean, if, if I was in your shoes, I go out with a girlfriend, I talk to a, a girl for five minutes, she leaves the place and insults me by text. Just, come on. You know, just yeah. I don't have time for that and you don't either. But I'm glad you called me so we can figure that out and now you know what to do. Yes, thank you so much. You're most welcome. Have a good night and good luck to you. Thank you. Thanks. You know, Vera Stories brings a key question. Is jealousy a proof of love or a proof of hate? Let's talk about that next. Think of that question. If you're in a relationship, is jealousy a proof of love or a proof of hate? Because my last call of Vera just said, you know, she had a, a drink with uh, her boyfriend you know, barely talked to a guy for a couple of seconds or a couple of minutes and her boyfriend left and insulted her on, on by text and then asked for forgiveness. And I said to her, don't give her forgiveness. I do not look at jealousy as a proof of love. I think jealousy is an expression of hate. I think that if you've got to feel this jealousy to be feeling in a relationship, you can't at least date me because I'm easy breezy, not jealous type. And when you get insulted in the name of jealousy, that's unacceptable. I want to demonstrate my point with a personal story, and then you can think of what I said. That's next. Here's the question for you. Is jealousy an expression of love or hate? I want to share that with you, and I'm going to be very serious for a sec. In the name of jealousy, I've seen destructions. I've witnessed my friends being you know, abused. I've seen you know, married people exploded, family, you know, exploded, all in the name of jealousy, meaning once I date you, I own you, right? Once mine, always mine, blah, 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 blah. Archaical way of thinking in my mind. Jealousy is an insecurity that dates usually back to childhood. Jealousy is to not trust you and trust your partner. And jealousy leads to terrible things. So I don't want to go dark, but you got my drift. Stay away from jealous people at all costs. I want to hear some love story now. Let's get out of all this talk. Let's hear some sweet love story. I need it right now. Call me, 855-905-8255. You're listening to The Rendezvous, and I'm Simon Marcel. If you have a love story, please, please share it with me tonight and call me now. Millie, bonjour. Bonjour, Simon. I know you have a love story for us tonight, and I want to hear it. I do. So uh, I had been divorced probably a year ago, and um, it was a really tough time, and I, I spent all kinds of time finding myself. And um, uh -huh. the first relationship I got into, about a month into it, we had our first real argument. Mm -hmm. 
So I was devastated. I, I really thought that he might be someone special. And we didn't talk for a couple days. He sends me a text just saying, I want to talk. Mm-hmm. So I have him come over that night. And I open the door, and he's got flowers and a bottle of my favorite wine, candy, mm-hmm. and was so apologetic and lovely. Um, that's something that I hadn't experienced even in my marriage before. It was probably the most romantic gesture wow. of my adult life. Why do you think it made it the most? What is it? I always need to know that. What is the one thing that made it the most romantic gesture of your life? We had only been dating for a month, and even though the energy was there, yeah. I, it would have been so easy to just walk away. It was mm-hmm. so reassuring that he felt the same and yes. was willing to show me in that way. I, I understand. It's wonderful. There is no love without proof of love, and that's what I always say on the show. And so I think he showed you love there. Yes. Yeah, I'm hoping. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I, that's my intuition on this one. I'm hoping to. Uh, thank you so much, Millie, for sharing that story. And uh, and I appreciate it. You know, I know I, lo- I love those love stories. It's part of the show. I, every night I'm looking forward to them. So thank you. Thank you, Simon. Au revoir. More rendezvous next. Bonsoir, and thank you so much for listening to me tonight. You know, it's it's always magic for me to be in my studio with my team. It's magic, you know, to be on the air and, and all those stations all over America. So thank you for that. I have a podcast called La Confession. You may have heard it on our heart radio. And La Confession is where the truth always comes out. We um, just had somebody who wanted to confess something about an affair she had. And, and I love listening to it because we all make mistakes. And we all need to tell that mistake. But I don't think you should tell it to you partners. I don't think you should tell it to you parents. I think you should tell me on my podcast. So you have something to confess. Remember, I never judge. And I'm French. So I'm very open-minded. And I also know from my own therapist the importance of just detoxing by saying it like it was. You don't have to use your name. All you got to do is reach out to the rendezvousshow.com and one of my producers will call you back and we'll talk about what you've done. And the more we hear things like this, the better we can all love, be in relationships, and avoid the mistakes. So share the mistakes, share your stories, so we all have a better life. Uh, I'll be back tomorrow. Have a good night. Bonne nuit, les petits. The Rendezvous with Simon Marcel.